0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Zero
1: points. And we're back. And welcome to I'm sorry. Zero points, season three, episode three. Hi, Seamus.
2: Hello, Adrian. How are you?
1: I'm not doing so bad at all now. And yourself
2: i'm good i'm exhausted from all the eurovision action happening around europe i can't keep up with it can't keep up
1: it's very hard to keep up with everything it really really is you know that's why we created a podcast (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) oh yeah that was one of the main reasons we did this yeah but i am excited and a little nervous about this week's show why are you nervous we have our first guest of the season on
2: we do. We do. From now yes. until May, we'll be joined by different guests, some famous guests, some Eurovision stars and some Eurovision super fans. And this week we do have our first Eurovision super fan.
1: Oh, yeah. And when we say super, we mean super. I actually am a little intimidated. This one.
2: yeah. Yes, the knowledge yeah. this person has is quite vast on Eurovision. Yeah. So. And if you were, Hopefully. in a, you
1: know, a table quiz or something, a Eurovision question come up. You'd want this person on your team. But more about that later when we do our reviews. Now, who are we reviewing, Seamus?
2: On this episode, we will be reviewing Ukraine, Norway and Espania.
1: Yeah. So that will be fun. Si, senor. (laughs) Si, 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 si. Yeah. So that will be fun. And we're going to have our normal news segment coming up. And then after the reviews later, we will be doing our regular I'm sorry zero point segment. So without further ado, Seamus, come in with the news. Come in, will you? Come in. Sit down and tell us the news. Come on. Hello and welcome to the News Desk.
2: There's been lots of Eurovision news happening. Obviously, the semi-final allocation draw happened, and we now know that Ireland will be performing in the first half of the first semi-final, which takes place on the 7th of May. Now, also with Ireland, there will be Croatia, Cyprus, Lithuania, Poland, Serbia, Ukraine in the first half of the semi-final one. And in the second half, you'll have Australia, Azerbaijan, Finland, Iceland, Luxembourg, Moldova, Portugal and Slovenia and voting in semi-final one will also be Germany, the UK and Sweden. So hopefully our good friends in the UK will give us some points. And then in semi-final two, which happens on the 9th of May, the first half consists of Albania, Armenia, Austria, Czechia, Denmark, Greece, Malta, Switzerland. And in the second half, it's Belgium, Estonia, Georgia, Israel, Latvia, Netherlands, Norway, San Marino. And voting in semi-final two is Spain, France, and Italy. Adrian, any thoughts on the allocation draw?
1: My first thought is I can't remember all the countries you said in which, <laughs> uh, so I'm just. <laughs> that's my first thought, uh, but that could be old age. But uh, my first thought is really I'm only really concentrating in Ireland, and I know I shouldn't because we're an international podcast after all. Yeah, but we are Irish at heart. I think it's a good draw for Ireland. I think we will open the Eurovision. That's my own thoughts. I think Bambi for Ireland will be the very first song to be on stage. I think they're going to open the uh, first semi-final. It It is that type of a song. Um, I could see it,
2: yeah. I could see it. Yeah,
1: I think semifinal one is definitely, I know there isn't a lot of songs, but I'm just talking about traditional track record. I think semifinal one looks like the stronger, which is the unfortunate piece for us. Fortunately, uh, UK and Germany, I think, are in our voting from the big five. Um, and yeah, the standout one for me in the second semi semi-final really is Norway. Um, I think they have such a good track record of um, uh, qualifying that. And I know we're reviewing their song later in the show, but I think that, you know, if their song is good enough... Um, I think they'll easily qualify from the second semi-final, so it's that they were kind of the uh, two standout things for me. What about yourself? Very good,
2: yeah. Of course, being a bit biased, we are focusing more so on Ireland, and yes, I could totally see Bambi opening the Eurovision Song Contest twenty twenty-four, and um, yeah, I think it's good that there's the less countries in our semi-final. Uh, hopefully, that'll be a slight numerical advantage to oh, us. Oh yeah, but- so there's.
1: Fifteen in hours, is
2: it? Exactly. So we just need to be better then. than five other countries. So, yeah, I suppose traditionally, all right, the countries in our semi-final have a good track record of qualifying. So that could be a challenge. But hopefully I think we will still qualify and make it to the final for the first time since 2018. Come on, Bambi. Now, also in other news, we also now know who will be hosting Eurovision 2024. And it sees the return of Eurovision veteran Petra Mida and she will be accompanied this time by Swedish actress, Malin Ekerman. So we all know Petra, of course. She um, presented um, Eurovision in Malmo 2013 solo, and then alongside Mansell Malo in Stockholm 2016. Now, Petra is obviously chasing down Katie Boyle for the most hosting of Eurovision. Katie Boyle hosted it four times for the UK. Petra will now be on three, but Petra will be the oldest female presenter of eurovision she will be 54 in may when she presents
1: it and oh, what does that matter why did you bring that up because i think it's a great achievement oh okay nice save you not
2: know yeah. I, th- I think that's a brilliant thing to to have on your cv um actually the- interestingly
1: enough she's she's nearly the same age as the lead singer in nebulosa for uh-huh. spain who hmm. we will be reviewing later
2: exactly so we know a lot about petra we don't know a huge amount of Malin Ackerman. Obviously she is an actress and she's starred in a lot of kind of TVs and movies. People might remember her from such shows as The Heartbreak Kid, 27 Dresses, Watchmen, The Proposal, Couples Retreat, Trophy Wife, Rampage to name but a few. But um, she does have musical credentials as well. When um, she was younger, in the early noughties, she was lead vocalist with the alternative rock band, The Petal Stones and they released their debut album back in 2005, but she left the band shortly afterwards to focus on acting. Now, another thing actually that I learned about Malin, and this may make for an interesting presentation style, is that Malin is actually dyslexic. So she finds it quite difficult to learn lines and things like that. So I'm hoping that this might mean there'll be some nice little improv moments between Petra and Malin on the Eurovision stage. Interesting.
1: Now, National Interesting if you know everything about Sweden. I actually, (laughs) um, the other thing I just thought, "Mm." do you think it's a good idea, third time Petra? Uh,
2: I think so. I think she's a safe pair of hands. She knows what she's doing. She has the comedy element. Um, But I do, I am happy that she is partnered with someone else because personally I didn't like when she did it solo in 2013. I much preferred when she was with Mams in 2016. So at least she's partnered um so that'll be interesting to see the two females and how they kind of get on together yeah what's your your thought on that
1: no i just thought it was like oh Sweden again petra again you know like she's great she's great and i love her and she is probably the funniest presenter ever i mean her 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 one-liners have They're just, and she is, she is a legend, I suppose, in Eurovision terms. And, you know, yeah. yeah. She gets it and she gets
2: the crowd. And yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: We said, oh, that's classic Petra. (laughs) That's what we'd be saying. Oh, that's so Petra. So her. Yeah, it's so Petra. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Any more news?
2: We have loads of news. National final season continues around Europe. And obviously last weekend, uh, Italy, Finland and Latvia chose their acts. And we will, of course, be reviewing all the songs between now and May. But back home. Bambi Thug was making the headlines again. Recently, they made the headlines because a priest in County Galway gave a sermon about Bambi Thug and slammed them for their orientation. So Father Declan McInerney went on to speak from the altar and announced to his congregation that we're finished as a country. And before anyone jumped on the high horse, he said he's giving out about certain orientations. He said, I couldn't give two continental hoots what anybody is, but I don't need it slammed on my face on the late, late show. So Father Declan obviously has a bee in his bonnet um, and he went on to speak about the non-binary artist and said there's nothing wrong with being who you are but you don't have to make a song and dance about it and he continued (laughs) to say the poor devil Bambi thug they can neither sing nor dance so we're finished from the word go. Wow. Bambi gave a little response on uh, Twitter. They just laughed off the criticism and found the humor in the fact that religious groups were making sermons because of them. So Good to see Bambi in the headlines and that uh, they're riling up certain congregations of Irish society and now we have to take a moment someone's bidding farewell a Eurovision legend Ulu is hanging up her microphone. She's dead? No she's not oh. dead. Oh sorry. She's just hanging up her microphone and I was going to say I didn't
1: see that anywhere. We're...
2: In okay, so the on RIP.ie, you know Well you make me want it. she is hanging up her microphone this year will be her farewell tour the champagne for lulu tour will be the last as the 75 year old said that she is ending touring because it is becoming too grueling however fans of the scottish singer should not fear because she is just finishing with the touring it doesn't mean her music will finish and she does plan to continue to release another album
1: oh thank god
2: we will continue to hear the vocals of the 1969 Eurovision winner, Lulu. and co-winner,
1: finally, the f- co-winner, co- co-winner. Yes, winner, yes. Yeah. And finally, just, from, just a point of clarification. Oh, yeah. Did you say that her tour is grueling or she's grueling? <laughs> point of clarification. <laughs> said, Touring
2: please. is grueling. It's
1: grueling. Oh, it's getting okay.
2: grueling. Yes.
1: Thank you for that. Thank you for no that. Clarification.
2: I would never say Lulu was grueling. <laughs>
1: yeah, nor, nor would I. Don't or bring I, on,
2: don't bring on the wrath of Lulu. Uh,
1: and I wouldn't even imply it.
2: No, you would not. You wouldn't do something.
1: Um, um, no, no.
2: <laughs> now, finally, we're ending on happy news, and we're saying congratulations to Irish Eurovision fans Kira and Mark who got married Uh-oh. at the oh, weekend. I love this
1: story. I love this story.
2: And of course, people might know this story because Kira and Mark got engaged at Eurovision 2022 in Turin. And they finally made it official and tied the knot last weekend. So congratulations to them.
1: Congratulations. I
2: I presume the honeymoon is Malmo in May.
1: Naturally. It's most romantic. Oh. (laughs) Screams romance. An arena with 15,000 crazy (laughs) Eurovision
2: fans. Oh,
1: it's like a, oh, beautiful. Yeah.
2: And that's your news roundup for this week.
1: God, Seamus, that's a lot of news.
2: There's a lot happening. It's all go.
1: It's all go. It's all go.
2: Okay, now listeners, we are joined by a very special guest this week. We are joined by Eurovision super fan Michael from Belfast. Michael, you're very welcome to the podcast. Hi you guys. Yeah, it's really great to be here. What about you, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> That's my best
0: northern uh, accent. I'm sorry. No, I mean I'm not even from Belfast originally. I'm from, from Anna, like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> For Mana, like For Oh my god, you must be like neighbours of of Kavanaugh or something. I must be, I must be.
1: Lovely part of the country.
2: It is. Lots of lots of lakes and lots
1: of yes. lots of lovely nature.
2: <laughs> right, we're not here to find out about your, your where you're from. We're here to pick your brain about Eurovision because you are a super fan.
1: I'm nervous Seamus. What? Why are you nervous, Adrian? Well, as you know, we met Michael. We met him a good few times at this stage and we were sitting beside him at uh, Eurosong, And we had a drink with him at the after party. And I know I was under the influence, but I still am nervous because Michael is a real super fan. Yes, yeah. We should true. really hire him as a researcher because it would save us a lot of time. <laughs> it really
2: would. Yes. Now, I suppose
1: we'd call him the Jimmy McGee
2: of the <laughs> Oh, I, I mean, it. I
1: it's wouldn't cool. mind the
0: extra money from a researcher gang, To be fair, but...
1: <laughs>
2: oh, the pay
0: is huge. Oh, yeah. oh
1: the pay is huge. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Yeah. So now you promise not to show us up, Michael, right?
0: Of course not. Of course not. I'm in your voice, so never do that. Never dream of it.
2: (laughs) Right. Let's get to know you first before we pick your brain about all things Eurovision. So tell us, Michael, your first Eurovision memory.
0: So I think my first memory, I, I have some vague sort of memories of, I think, around 98, 99. But like my first real memories are from, I think really the first one would be from 2003. It's in the memories of lots of the whole country, really, of you know Eurostar and Mickey Joe Hart and everyone being basically being like, "We're going to win this thing, victory number eight. and it's not exactly going so great for us in Riga, but it was yeah. So that that's that's the big first memory
2: of it for me. Nice memory.
1: Hey, okay. yeah, that is a nice memory. Uh, it's a more modern memory than we would have, Seamus, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yes, yes, we're yes. old, old. It's the new generation of memories. Anyway, what is it about Eurovision you like so much? I think I think it's just
0: you know it's it's kind of the I mean the, you know you hear it being called the gay Olympics essentially, but um it's that kind of campy fun, and it's just all the performances, all the music. I mean, I, I love music anyway, so it's like you know every year you get a, a new batch of like. 40 different songs and you get to know different artists every year and there's a whole new whole new group of people that you can start to follow and to and to you know get to see their careers and all that sort of stuff unfold which is really exciting but also i think similar to a lot of eurovision fans as well i think it's the country's competing aspect of it as well which does excite me and and i think the great thing about eurovision unlike a lot of sports and stuff like that is it's there's, no, there's none of that kind of confrontational energy. There's none of that, you know, it, 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 yes, it's a competition, but we're kind of all rooting for each other at the same time, which is really amazing. You don't get that really in any other kind of event at all.
2: It's all love, love, peace, peace.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, let's find your musical taste. Give us your favorite Irish entry.
0: There's too many. Honestly, I'm a, I'm a big Niamh Kavana fan. So I, I think it, yeah, definitely In Your Eyes is, is always it's is top tier for Irish entries, definitely.
1: Excellent. Great choice. Friend of the show, as you am sure you know.
2: Adelina, um, yes. yes, Great, great and... interview, absolutely. <laughs> she wouldn't shut up.
1: We loved her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Over. <laughs> I know it's very hard to choose, but like your favourite Eurovision song in general, do you have one?
0: Yeah, Sophie's choice, absolutely. Um, I, I think it's it changes every day, every time I wake up, basically, there's a different song going through my head, I think, but I, the, the one I always kind of go back to, especially for like karaoke and stuff like that, or the one that always just kind of pops up in my head more than often is Fuego by Lenny Ferreira. And
1: can robbed, I say. can you do the moves? Can you do the moves?
0: Give me maybe a couple of drinks and we'll see, but- Oh yeah,
1: should we all, we all think we're her when we have a few drinks and it's-
0: <laughs> Exactly. Her or Lorena. Get the herography going
2: yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) oh god
2: now so you've been to eurovision when was your first experience of the song contest
0: Yeah, so first live experience was in turin so it's only two years ago um i think it was one of those kind of post slash during covid pandemic kind of things of like okay i've kind of put this off enough it's like okay now is the time to actually go and do the thing in real life and yeah so and then I you know I did Turin I did Liverpool and you know I think Liverpool was just absolutely mind-blowing so I'm like super excited to be going to Malmo. Was it everything you expected Michael? Yeah I think I think with Turin it was a bit different because of all the Covid stuff and especially in Italy it was it was you know they were very much a lot stricter i think than it was here in ireland um but and you know i think i think you know second time around in liverpool that definitely was like the as a peak experience for me so i think liverpool was just top there ready for reason, and, and i the best way of part of my life really
1: ah nice and i do agree liverpool did a great job and there was something special about it they did a great great job so what are you thinking? I know we're going to review some songs, but before we do that, what are you thinking of this year's Eurovision so far?
0: There's a mixed bag. I mean, I know we had a couple songs that were released at the weekend. Some I think, you know, I think there's a few. There were a few in there I think that didn't win. I think almost, you know, ones that got away, which I think would have done really well in Malmo, which so it's was a bit I'm a bit sad that we lost them. But overall this year it's, it is it's yeah, it's an interesting one. I think there's a few gems already. Um, and, I, and I think, especially for Ireland, I think it's a it's a very exciting time with Bambi. You know, I really think they're going to knock it out of the park. I think we're onto something special.
1: I agree. Anyway, I don't know whether Seamus does, but I oh, definitely Oh, please, agree. God, yeah. <laughs> well, we're definitely qualifying anyway, and that's, that's
2: that's just great for that even. So now it's time to review a few of the songs. In this episode, we are going to review Ukraine, Norway and Spain. So Adrian you're going to kick it off with the Ukraine.
1: Yes I am thanks Seamus and welcome again Michael now to this very important like people are on tenterhooks waiting for our reviews that's how seriously people take our musical prowess Um, and if you believe that you believe anything. (laughs) anything. Right (laughs) okay (laughs) so on to Ukraine so this year is Artists for Ukraine is Aliona, Aliona, and Jerry Hyle, and their song is Teresa and Maria. So Aliona and Aliona, whose real name is Aliona Savarenko, and Jerry Hyle, whose real name is Yana Shurameva won Ukraine's national selection show Vidbar with their song Teresa and Maria, um, and they wrote the song for themselves. The duo topped the public vote and narrowly beat uh, Ziffer Blatt, who won the overall jury vote, and returning Eurovision Song Contest participant Melvin, who we have mentioned here before, and he came third. But there was drama. It wouldn't be VidBar without the drama. So due to technical issues with the voting app, the public uh, voting finished 22 hours after it was supposed to. So about mm-hmm. the artist, Aliona Aliona, who is the rapper in the song, used to work as a nursery teacher before her music video Rai Guy. It's called Fishes, went viral on, in 2018. And if you do get a chance, look it up because it is you understand why it went viral. One year later, her album Pushka was awarded as the Best Album of the Year in Ukraine, and she's been widely praised for her rap, even making the Forbes 30 Under 30. She has already worked with other Eurovision artists, Jamala and Kalush Orchestra. And then Jerry Heil has twice before tried to win Vidbar. Her song's Vegan in 2020, and When God Shut the Door in 2023. Both times, I think she finished third. You know, I just was looking at her, especially the song Vegan. Will you hear these for lyrics, easy breezy, lemon squeezy, holy moly guacamole. So you're in for a treat. The duo have also released a song, interestingly enough, with Lithuanian Eurovision artist Monica Liu, who represented Lithuania in 2022. So about the song, it's inspired by the Roman Catholic Saint Mother Teresa and the Virgin Mary. Um, And according to the duo, the song is a song that attempts to inspire hope by using the figures of Roman Catholic Saint Mother Teresa and the Virgin Mary. Although the duo have admitted that the song doesn't revolve around the two figures, instead wanting to use them for symbolism of charity, love and unification. That's a lovely message. So Ukraine are drawn in the first half of semi-final one. Let's have a listen.
3: Беля, тихто падає, на своїй птичах ще малий дівчан Неси з болю чан і бачає, що то вадає. Знову не така, то на то не
1: so, Michael, as is customary now, we always give the first review to our guest. So, Michael, what do you think of uh, Ukraine's song? It's kind of that
0: mix of, it's sort of the love child of Kalush and Jamala a little bit, I think. And I think normally you'd get like two winners and you, you'd kind of come up with something really special. I, I'm i not sure about this one. Personally, I just, I think it's, I, it, it just seems a bit repetitive to me. Yeah, I don't know. It's just There's just something about it that's not, it's not totally there and i kind of yeah sometimes i'm a bit confused about the a little bit about how it really smashed the public vote and it you know it seems to have, from a fan perspective it seems to be doing really well it, it, you know that's kind of confusing to me because i yeah it's just not not really sold on it but like i said i just think it's a wee bit repetitive it's a wee bit kind of almost done before a little bit especially from ukraine
1: mm-hmm. so yeah I'm, not,
0: I'm yeah i'm not too sure
1: I'm just going to bring you back there in one point. Do you think there's a conspiracy going on? Tell us more. Like, I, I, I just, don't no, like I don't like think
0: there's. I don't six, think there's a conspiracy. 600. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not melvin I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> or Skyler, or anyone else that was in the UK election. I, yeah. Some sometimes you know, some there. Sometimes there is just like something in the zeitgeist, especially you know within the country, and everyone votes a certain way. And it was it was surprising like how heavily the public vote went for Alyona, Alyona and Jerry Heil. Uh, I think they got nearly as many points as the other ten combined. But you know sometimes that sometimes that does happen. Like you know people people rally around a specific song. Um,
1: so that's a diplomatic like, I, I, way. I, I, that's a diplomatic way of saying yes, <laughs> there is something fishy going on. We'll have
0: to get Thank Brent you for George that, Micah. Yeah. <laughs> So that I'll be crucified by <laughs> it's Volodymyr Zelensky or to be in my DM. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Seamus, what did you think? Um, what did I
2: think? Um, I actually really liked this. And from the very start of the song, I was kind of drawn in very much by Jerry's kind of haunting vocal. Um, it, it really kind of grabbed me um and I wanted to hear more. Um, and then I thought I wouldn't like the rap bit, but actually I think it works quite nicely. And I think their voices together work quite well together. Now, I do think they need to work on the stage presence though. That was where I think things kind of fell down a little bit for me, um, but you know, they've plenty of time to, to organize that and to, to do that between now and May. Um, I, I, like Michael, got that kind of Jamala, Kalash Orchestra vibe, or even Goa, a bit of that vibe as well. So it, it does feel like there's a marrying of previous Ukrainian acts kind of coming together with the song, but that's a good thing. Um, and the song kind of has a spiritual vibe as well. Um, and I don't know if that because, you know, the whole Mother Teresa, Virgin Mary thing, I don't know, but it kind of has a bit of a spiritual vibe to it, which works well. Um, yeah, I like this actually. I would like to see backing singers with them to give kind of like a a choir kind of feel maybe. But I like this. And yeah, I think this will be top 10 in Eurovision.
1: Interesting. Well, what I think is, I should stop going third because you've taken all my points. (laughs) I'm not going to, I have nothing really new to say. Well, look, I agree with both of you. Like if you're making a Ukrainian Eurovision entry kind of recipe, there's a mix of Jamala in there, there's Kalish Orchestra, there's Goa. And actually, what I also noticed was the graphic at the back of the stage with the hand, I think is the same graphic as Tavorchi had actually at the Eurovision. So I don't know whether you're just like saving a bit of money there or what the situation is. You, sustainability. You the hand? Yeah, sustainability. <laughs> the green economy. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so look, to me, this is the type of thing I would normally like, but for some reason I don't really like this one. I'm not sure why. I'm not convinced by it at all. I'm not convinced by the two of them. If you look back at Jerry Hiles' back catalogue of two songs that she tried to win <laughs> before, it, <clears throat> I don't know whether she's the best vocalist. I think I know you said you think her vocals are haunting. Banshee. to, me, uh, but, uh, to, I don't know. to be to be like haunting and screeching there's not much of a difference so i oh uh, yeah i think but i think if you actually and i did trans you know i did look up things about the song because i wasn't convinced about using those references of mother Teresa and uh holy mary um i and i if you translate the lyrics the lyrics are not very good at all like what you're doing here is you're mixing a, a christian vegan with a fishy wrapper and i'm not quite sure that that works to be honest That's not a recipe um, for
2: success is it
1: i look what you see oh, christian
0: christian uh, and fish that, that's a that's a combination i guess i don't know it
1: is it is it is a well a known combination but look i'm just not convinced by this but because and they do need to present it differently but it doesn't really matter what Ukraine send and there's nothing got to do with like sympathy or, you know, you know, we're we're united by them. It's been I mean, they're the most successful Eurovision country. Um, and I don't think that's going to change because but I just think this is, you know, they can send anything, they'll get votes from everywhere. Um I think it'll prop this'll probably be more of a jury song than a public vote song. Um but you know, overall, uninspiring right now, I think it's uninspiring. I might change, you know, the way they come up with some great staging for the Ukrainian songs, and I'll probably think it's great when I'm in the stadium and go, Oh, that's brilliant. You're right, Seamus. That's when I'll turn to you with true gritted teeth and go, You were right, Seamus. But for now <laughs> or you like, I, I always loved <laughs> it. I always loved it. But for now, I'm not loving it sorry Ukraine I mean yeah I I, I agree
0: it's, it's one of those things where I'm prepared to be blown away once I get to Malamide if they and you know Ukraine always know how to they bring it to the European every single time and you know you look at you look at what they're doing in their national finals and of course they're limited by you know everything going on so of course it's going to be a bit more low-key I guess from a national final perspective so but yeah like yeah, no, they're they're gonna do well anyway. Um, but yeah, right right now I just I'm not I'm in the same boat as you, Adrian, and just it's Yeah, they'll not, probably
1: they'll probably resurrect Mother Teresa and the Holy Mary <laughs> will probably fall from the sky and 12 you know, from be Albania, then yeah, <laughs> and it'll be <laughs> Yeah, exactly twelve foot. <laughs> Yeah, Look, exactly. If they can so, hold their national
2: final in an underground train station, they can do anything. Fair play yes, to Ukraine.
1: Exactly. exactly.
0: Of course. They put RTÉ in most years.
1: Yes. Every exactly. year. Not most years, every year. <laughs> I mean, this, okay. this year was
0: better. It was a much improved this year, but even, even still. So. It was.
1: <laughs> right, Seamus, where are we off to next?
2: We are jetting off to Norway next and it is Gotha will represent Norway at this year's Eurovision after they won the final of Melody Grand Prix in Norway. They beat off stiff competition from Eurovision alumni Kino and Margaret Berger. Now, Gotha were formed How in stiff. 2000.
1: How stiff was the competition?
2: Very stiff. Okay. I was going to say, well, what what's this beating off you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> blue pill kind of stiffness oh my copy
1: you're put you're copying on to this on yeah. this show no
2: Gotha were formed in 2000 and the current members are lead vocalist gunhild magnus on guitar jan on drums Mats on bass and john on the night <laughs> harpa or hurdy gurdy that's it or hurdy-gurdy that's actually an (laughs) instrument i didn't even know until i researched it anyway their music is norwegian folk mixed with metal and electronic um many of their songs are kind of rearranged norwegian folk songs and poems they released their debut ep in 2000 and their debut album in 2002 they've released five albums in total and over the years they've kind of taken a hiatus and then come back and taken another hiatus and now they are back again and they won with their song ulveham now, Ulvaham is sung in Norwegian, meaning it's the first time since 2006 that Norwegian will be sung at Eurovision. Ulvaham opens with the sound of the ulok or Kulning, which is a traditional herding call. But Ulvaham is Norwegian for wolf skin, and the song is a modern interpretation of the Norwegian medieval ballad, which tells the story of a young maiden who's turned into a needle, a knife, a sword, and then a wolf by her evil stepmother. But to end the curse the wolf kills the stepmother and drinks her blood which contains the blood of the unborn half-brother interesting let's have a listen <laughs> to you what did you make of Norway's song
0: yeah I, I think the first time I heard it I was I liked it like you know in the studio I, I really liked it um wasn't sure how it was going to go but then I when I saw it at I play, play I was blown away like honestly it was like the staging was just amazing even even from like the semi-final which you know elevated so much at the at the national final internal time yeah everything about this just really gels with me it's just it's it's the mix of the folk and the rock is just, is just really great. The staging's amazing, and I can really see this being elevated in Monomer, you know, especially if we have that, what looks like a three D 360 arena, you know, if, you know, with the right camera angles and the right, you know, staging, I think it could really, really, you know, spark on camera. And I think it'd be, it could do really, really well. And yeah, so I, th- I think this is like a shoe in possibly to win the, f- the semi-final, And I actually think it's 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 got a really good chance of winning it, winning the whole thing.
2: Ooh. Mm. High praise indeed. Adrian, what did you yeah. make of it?
1: I agree with everything that's just been said there. I really love this. I think it was so well presented on stage. It's practically Eurovision ready. You know, um, obviously they'll have to probably elevate it a little bit, but I think they should use the same presentation um, in Malmo. Um, I thought her vocals were amazing. Um, and I loved the the simple graphics and the great lighting. I think I, I do agree with the folk and the heavy guitar. It was really well done. And I what I liked and it reminded me of, and what I mean, not musically, but the way it was presented kind of reminded me um, of Maniskin because it features every single one of the band at some stage. So it does feel like they're a united group and um, they look experienced. I really like their look as well. I was really, really impressed and it will easily make the final because it's in semi two, I think, which is the weaker semi-final, even though we've only a few songs, but just by country reputation, I suppose, I think Norway will get to the final with this and I wouldn't be surprised if this won the Eurovision. And I'm Mm -hmm. so glad, so glad it beat Kaino's song because I thought that was just so annoying it's like kind of like so annoying it's like you know kind of are great and i loved their eurovision song and it's a classic and most fans do love it but it just felt like oh she sure, will give it one more try and we'll just sing about any old crap and sure they'll vote for us yeah i'm just so glad that this song is true instead of Kinos and i think it is a potential winner Ooh. what did you think shannon
2: okay well now interesting i do agree that i'm um... I'm kind of glad that Kino didn't win. However, they would have won if it was last year because the voting changed this year. Yes, it yes. was 50-50 last year and this year was 60-40. So that's just interesting. But anyway- so it's the
1: case of change is good. Change is good in this <laughs> yeah. instance.
2: Yeah. Now, what did I make of this? Now, I'm actually conflicted about this one, I must say. Um, because it's
1: a quality song, is it?
2: it perhaps, or is it? Yeah. That is the question um i'm not sure how to feel about this one to be honest because there's things i like about it and there's things that make me feel a little bit empty actually um i totally (laughs) agree with what you said there about the presentation i think it actually looks great on stage um and i would do very little to it it's ready to nearly go in malmo um and i love what you said there about the the band and the chemistry and kind of they all getting their moment to shine kind of I love the use of the graphics, you know, when they cut to shots of water and ice and kind of nature, stuff like that. Um, I love the lighting. And I really, really loved the camera work, actually. And in particular, when the lead singer Gunheil is kind of turning around and she's got two cameras on her and the cameras are kind of switching um, shots at the same time. And I love that. So it looks really good. But the song is, itself, I'm not sure about. And when it ends, I, ju- I don't know, I just feel a bit empty by it. You've been and I think, to play a song. Yeah, I just feel a bit empty. Like, 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 oh, okay. That was grand. I don't know. I think maybe because at the start, there's such a build up to it. And in the first minute, there's a, a big build up. And then it kind of plateaus. And then the second half of the song, I feel like doesn't really go anywhere. I love the rockier bits, I must say. I, I really like the rockier parts of the song. Um, and it actually reminded me of... It feels like it's a mashup from 2010. I don't know if you remember Slovakia in 2010. Hermione was the song and Manga from Turkey in 2010. I felt yeah, like it was the yeah, two of them, oh, if yeah, they yeah. married and had a child. So it had that yeah. kind of forest folky pop meets kind of rock manga. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Um, yeah, so look, I'm conflicted. I could, it'll easily qualify, but in the final, it could be top 10, it could be bottom 10. i I'm. Really not sure, but at the moment I'd be kind of leaning towards bottom ten.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think your problem is you get dazzled by the presentation. Have you listened to it without looking at the the actual presentation? Like yeah, listen to the song. I yeah her it's, focus it's The presentation. We prefer.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm mm. not on her to be honest. Oh.
0: Like Norway has a jury problem. Like they they do have a problem of getting jury points. I mean I. This one could go either way with the jury. I think I think it could do really well with the jury, but
2: yeah, you're right. It, it, it is, it's, it's a tricky one to know. I'm not sure. That's why I'm conflicted. But anyway, that's me in Norway. Where are we off to next, Adrian?
1: Hola. We are off to Spain. So this year, the duo Nebulosa emerged victorious from the Benidorm Festival and will perform their hit Zora at the Eurovision final because they're one of the top five. So they get straight direct to the final. So who are Nebulosa? They are a duo from Alicante consisting of Maria Bass and Mark da Sora. So they were founded in 2018 and sing mainly electropop music. Now, they have tried to enter Eurovision before because it is Maria's dream to sing in the Eurovision. And they did try for San Marino in 2022. But they didn't even progress past the audition stage, which doesn't bode well. If you've heard me talking about Una Voce per San Marino, um, I think everybody gets a shot there. But anyway, Zora was written by Marca Maria, and its lyrics have stirred up some controversy, dividing the nation of Spain. So you've got to concentrate here now, guys. So I want you to repeat after me. Zora.
2: Zora. Zora.
1: <laughs> oh, very good. Zorro. 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 <laughs> now. I love, I'll stop showing you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now. Okay. So you see, Zora, which is the name of the song, is the Spanish word for vixen. Okay. But it's almost always used as an insult. So similar to the English word bitch or slut. So you know, Seamus. So I might start calling you Zora instead, okay? <gasps> but pearls. yes. So that's why people are getting a little bit up in arms about it, and they're talking that there's a sexist double standard about the song as well, because the masculine version, which is Zoro, means fox, and it kind of lacks the derogatory connotation of the feminine version. You call a man Zoro, he's a you know, a sly rascal, and you call a woman Zora, and she's a slag, really a puta. So, you know what they're saying. It is actually, it's a, it's more about female empowerment. That's what uh, Nebulosa are saying themselves. So, when we have a listen, we can make up our own minds.
3: Reconstruida por dentro Y esa zorra que tanto tenía Se fue empoderando Y ahora es una zorra de postal. A las que ya no le va mal A la que todo le da igual La vida me total Soy una zorra de postal. Yo soy una mujer de real Y si me pongo visceral, de zorra pasaré a chacal, te habrás metido en un carpazo y una zorra de portal. Estoy en un buen momento, solo era cuestión de tiempo. Voy a salir a la calle a gritar lo que siento a los cuatro vientos.
1: So, Michael, what do you think of Zora?
0: Yeah, so I mean, I mean, this has got a lot of press, and I've read some of the stuff that's kind of come out in Spain about this and you know there's a lot of people I I don't know if it's a lot but there's some people who are calling this anti-woman almost and I think it's actually the complete opposite Um, I think it's got a great message um, and it's also a really fun really campy song yeah I actually really like it it's got a great beat to it I think it's it's a really fun dance song is it going to do well at Eurovision I don't think so um and, and I also think you know a lot of there's a lot of Spanish fans most years who are always very much like we're going to win this thing we're going to do really well and then they get and, you know and I think this is one of the first years where they actually know they're probably not going to do very well which I think is almost it's kind of liberating in a way um I but you know it's it's a really fun entry I actually really like it it's, it's going to be really great to dance to in in the Euro club and but I don't really see this lighting up the scoreboard all that much, especially with, I don't think, I think it's going to get tanked by the jury. Probably it might, you know, I think it'll do, it'll do okay with the tele votes. Um, but, I th- you know, I think, I think the message is strong if you speak Spanish or if you're from Spain or probably from Latin American countries. So, I mean, like I said, I can see, I can see this doing really well with like the rest of the world vote. Um, like you could probably get 12 points from the rest of the world vote just with like all the Latin American countries. That are might be watching it, um, but yeah. Apart from that, I'm not, I'm not seeing it lighting up the scoreboard all that much. But I still love it. It's on my repeat on Spotify.
1: Okay, Seamus, what are your thoughts?
2: Okay, wow. What do I say about this? Um. Okay. So first of all, I have to just say well done Spain and Benidorm Fest for giving us a very interesting final. I mean, even just looking at the top four in Benidorm Fest. I felt like it was some kind of a crazy family reunion kind of thing, because you had your man, uh, Jorge, who came fourth. And he was like this kind of hot, cheap, sexy male Chanel vibe. And then you had um, Angie, who was just like, who came third, who was this like almost like the crazy cousin you want to go out drinking with on a bank holiday weekend. And then the guy who came second, Saint Pedro, is like Mr. Oh. Dreamy, the ideal man you want to marry. And then the winners is And I'm like, oh, my God, what can I say about them? Um, she, first of all, she is kind of like your crazy aunt who you would take to a gay bar on a Sunday night to play bingo with. And she'd end up scoring and you'd end up going home in a taxi alone. <laughs> I love her vibe. Like, I just, are, you I know, spe- I, are
1: you speaking from experience? I said, no, no, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I really like her. I just love her vibe. She seems mad. Um, and look, the song is really fun. High camp, high energy, great start to it very 80s kind of sound and feel to it um she's very likable and I think she helps sell the song I think um I I do feel like the song changes halfway through though something happens for me in terms of the presentation and I think it's it's from when the backing dancers kind of take off their clothes and then it kind of something it just changes to this kind of weird burlesque cabaret show meets rupaul lip sync for your life kind of thing and i'm like oh well where are we going now and i kind of lose it a bit there my interest kind of were you
1: empties again were you
2: i I was i was no i wasn't um (laughs) like i still like the song but i just think the presentation kind of goes a bit weird at that point but look they've plenty of time to to work on that and change it if they want to but yeah i really enjoy it i must say but like Michael, I don't think this will do great at Eurovision. Um, but do I care? No. Am I going to enjoy it when I'm in the arena? Hell yeah! Mm. What do you think, Adrian?
1: Yeah, I kind of similar thoughts as uh, to the bothie. I really like the music and the beat of the song. Uh, I think it's really good, and I do like the presentation. I I was kind of triggered by it though for some reason. It was kind of like watching Madonna. You know, you love her, but you're also worried that she might fall and hurt herself. <laughs> and at the same time, you're trying to remember, like, what her original face kind of looks like. <laughs> so you're kind of like, oh, I wonder what she looks So that's kind of, that's the kind of vibe I got from it. Um,
2: <laughs> I know, saucer and milk for Mr. Flynn.
1: <laughs> but come on. I mean, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it does get burlesque. Um... I'm not sure if they should stick with the the same presentation though of the ass cheeks on display. But I suppose if Chanel could do it, why can't these cheeky chaps do it? I guess that's the way I think the vocals are so suspect on this. Like yes. so like like yeah. oh okay. Um and I think this is going to suffer when it's not in a room full of Spanish singing along to it. I mean, that's what they could you watch it in Benidorm. You could hear the crowd singing and they love it. And it does add to the song. And I think, you know, that, you know, that comes across when you're watching it. Um, So they better hope there's a lot of Spanish fans in the audience or else people will just be like, oh, oh, okay. Like it's really cheap and it's camp. But I also love it. Mm. I do love it. But I think it is going to bomb.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I think it yeah. probably will. But she's nearly like a legend already, kind of thing. Mm. You know. I, I think she will be with the fans. Um, and yeah. that's and a she good knows thing. Her audience. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good thing for them. You know, mm. it's a really good thing for them. Um, so yeah, I don't. I might have been overly critical, but um, I still kind of love this it's it's what Eurovision is all about really yeah. um so yeah love it but I wouldn't be putting money on it like that like
2: I think it's a guilty pleasure
1: I yes, think like she's
2: that. up there
0: she's yeah she's up there with already with like Verka and Dustin the turkey <laughs> I think yes after after Malmo is going to get like the clip of the performance is going to be on rotation in every probably every contest going forward because it is so outrageous it's so calm yeah. it is so you know it's exactly yeah like you said it's exactly this is what your vision is and it's just so fun
1: yeah um it's yeah i can see why it won i think while well, i think benedorm was entertaining i thought the standard wasn't great and it does feel like they're searching for the next chanel it's like oh no you've got to do something you know you can't do that every year but anyway look I think we're going to have fun with this one. It's going to be in the final. So we're going to see it at the final. And I think it is going to be fun. All right, lads, we are on to the final segment of the show. And it's our, I'm sorry, the zero point segment. So, Michael, I'm sure you've heard us do this before. You can, it doesn't have to be anything negative. It doesn't have to be your vision related. But what's getting your zero points this week and why so my zero points this week are
0: unexpected diversions when coming up the motorway while driving solo yeah i was at the outing festival this weekend uh down in county clare anyone's kind of was it's an amazing queer arts collective festival that happens in outside of Ennis in county clare um there's a lot of drag performers there's lots of you know Lots of lots of different things going on, and loads of queer performances happening all weekend. Um, but on the way back up to Belfast, um, you know, a few a few incidents on the motorway led to me having to come off it, uh, in multiple interviews and multiple intervals, and was a was a tough journey going down small back streets in County Live on the way back up to Belfast. Oh God! Yeah, that, that's Just my journey this
1: week. Just what you yeah. needed after a weekend. On after time. after
0: yeah, yes, a long a long weekend with lots of drink and driving back up, slightly hungover and tired.
2: And now, question there. I, I noticed you said you were driving back solo. Did, did you not find the one at the outing? It being Valentine's Day and all.
0: Uh, unfortunately, there was no love finds. Maybe a bit of lust, but no, no, no love this time. But there's, there's always there's always next year. Absolutely, absolutely. What's well, another that. year? That.
1: Oh, love that, love that. All I'm going to say is Zora, Zora. That's all I'm say. <laughs> Work. Work. Seamus, <laughs> what's getting your zero? How points? did you know? <laughs> I know these things.
2: Our spies are everywhere. Yes. <laughs> now, what's getting my zero points this week? Um. Oh yeah. So this week, I'm sorry, zero points is going to. People who FaceTime their friends at concerts, and Ooh. this isn't just once now. This has happened to me lately twice now, and it's really getting on my wick. So, in when we were at Eurasong in the RT Studios, someone oh, yes. in front of me did it at the end of the show. I remember, yeah, yes. I remember. yeah. And then again last week, we went to see Cornelia Jacobs in the Workman's Club in Dublin, and again, someone standing in front of me brings mm. out their phone and FaceTimes their friend. I'm like, uh, "Hello." rude buy I, a ticket yeah if your friend's too cheap to buy a ticket like just tell her to watch it back on youtube or something oh it just really bulked me now i must say so that's my zero points people FaceTime with their friends at gigs.
1: well shameless calm down will you sorry you all right
2: sorry. i am I'm, I'm glad i got it out there now mm. I, it. I needed to needed to get that off my chest yeah. <sighs> adrian what's getting your zero
1: points oh what's getting my zero points well it's kind of happy occasions but how they're making me feel. Okay. So just this weekend past, uh my niece had her 18th birthday. So my zero points is like time flying. I know it's an old saying, time flies, but Jesus, when you're like dad dancing in the middle of a group of teenagers, it's just like, oh my god, I'm now the one that people are laughing at. Oh, god. So it's like oh, yeah. So you know, I did give it socks, but was quite embarrassing i think yeah so but you know um happy birthday amy if you do listen to this um it was a great night and we 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 did celebrate it um and she's a a great young lady but her getting to 18 is making me feel old so time flying gets my uh zero points oh god
2: happy birthday amy look after your old uncle (laughs) michael that is it You've popped your, I'm sorry, zero points, Cherry. How do you feel? Good. That was really
0: fun. That was really fun. Um, hopefully hopefully I wasn't too, too um, embarrassing or, you know.
1: Not at all. I'm just you know, I, I didn't want show to show it. you guys or anything. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully
0: it was, yeah, sorry about that if I did it. But but not at all. You
1: did not. Not at all. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It. And hope,
2: hopefully, hopefully
0: I'll get a second
2: invitation point. I'm sure you will. <laughs> It's a long list, so it should get through a lot of people. Oh, <laughs> true. That's good point. <laughs> but no, honestly, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your thoughts and opinions, and we can't wait to see you in Malibu.
1: So that's it for another episode of I'm Sorry Zero Points. Thanks again, Mike, for joining us. Seamus, are you going to sign us off? Remind us of the socials? Yes.
2: If you want to be like Michael and come on and chat to us and give your review of the songs, follow us on Instagram. It's Sorry Zero Points Podcast and DM us there. Or you can follow us on Twitter slash X. It's Sorry Zero Points. Or you can email us at I'm Sorry Zero Points at gmail.com.
1: Thank you, Seamus, and thank you for listening, everybody.